Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for the Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Okay. 
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Sublime. 
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. Hear that? Anyways, uh, welcome to Racers Alley here in the heart of the Mission of Mutiny Radio. We haven't been on for a couple of weeks. Uh, we had a bit of some times here with uh, amongst our crew, and uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, right now, we're going to figure out what the hell's going on with the noise in the background here in our studio and to figure out what's going on. Milk Crates Brian's here, and he's going to play a couple of tunes. Uh, these, this this uh, evening's dedicated to our pal uh, Robbie Motor Tire Guy, Robbie Markowicz, uh, who passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, as well as uh, his music selection, which he loved the shit out of. Uh, what do you like, Brian? Uh, Love there, huh? Well, you know, Robbie was always asking us to play a lot of Frank Zappa. Exactly. He's really into progressive rock <laughs> and a lot of things I never really wanted to play a whole show of, but uh, we've got a lot of that lined up tonight. So if the music sounds a little funny, just think about Robbie. Yeah, he is yeah. too. <laughs> Which is awesome. So, um, yeah, we'll, we're going to get our uh, stuff together here at uh, Racers Alley uh, here in the Mutiny Radio Heart of the Mission. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a few guests and uh, let's get this stuff together and be back to you shortly. Cheers. Yar, yar. Looks to be like 
I love the car, C-R-E-R. Anyway, uh, welcome here to Racers Alley at Meany Radio on the Heart of the Mission. And uh, like I said earlier, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been here. Uh, our little team here of the Wrecking Crew uh, has gone through a couple of things uh, all the way around, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Anyhow, uh, boy, tonight so far, we got Milk Crate Brian spinning some tunes uh, in memory of our Robbie Motor Tire guy. We're getting some Zappa and other things. And uh, we got Mr. Wade Boyd back. Uh, boy, we'll talk about where he's been. And uh, Mr. Sean Keen just got back from 
Racing AMA and tuning for those boys. And uh, we'll talk about that as well. So uh, give us a few minutes. Uh, we'll see you probably at about 6 feet. Well, you'll hear from us in about 6.15 or 20, and uh, we'll go from there. And uh, tonight, if you want to call in, I, I mentioned that on the Facebook book under Racers Alley. If you want to call in and uh, mention anything about Robbie, our pal, uh, you can call us at 415-550-0511 and give us till 630. Uh, be sure to have your credit card and routing number available. Uh, that way we can use all your funds to uh, buy a new race bike. All right. Get back to you soon. Cheers.
Jeff Beck, RER. Anyhow, a short commercial break here for a second. Uh, welcome to Racers Alley at Meet Any Radio in the heart of the mission. And uh, we've been gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, had a couple of uh, hard times lately with, uh, you know, Robbie Motor Tire Guy, part of our wrecking crew in a um, big motorcycle, uh, part of the community here in uh, San Francisco Bay Area. He passed away uh, two weeks ago on a, a Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. And uh, it took us all by surprise. You know, uh, it was uh, it was health-related. It's not anything that happened with a motorcycle, which is always, you know, uh, surprising when it comes uh, something comes down like that. So anyhow, uh, this uh, show is dedicated to Robbie, uh, motor tie guy Markowitz, and uh, Jenny, his girl, and the boy, uh, Kenji. And, uh, you know, a lot of people showed up to uh, Bender's. Thank you, Johnny, for having his uh, memorial over there last, uh, last weekend, last Sunday. And, uh, you know, it's nice everyone comes out and is able to actually, uh, you know, share their pay their respects and uh, give everyone else hugs, that type of thing. Because when you're in a close community, it always really sucks when you actually lose someone who's really part of it, you know. And so he will, you know, his loss will be felt throughout the motorcycling community as well. And anyhow, uh, yeah, as far as that goes, uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, Milk Crate Brian here spinning memorial tunes for Robbie. And uh, Wade Boyd's back. Uh, he's going to tell you he's been in the hospital as well since uh, two weeks ago. And uh, that was a big scare for us. And uh, we got uh, Robbie Hoyt, uh, AMA tuner. Uh, he's back in town. And uh, he'll give us a little bit of update what's going on with next year. And uh, from here, uh, I just want to say, you know, uh, it's coming near the end of the year. And thank you for all our supporters uh, hanging out there. And uh, especially everyone who gave to uh, Robbie, Robbie's um, fund. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. And everyone who gave to firstrides.org. We'll talk about that in the future. But as far as fun track days, they are done for the year. And we will have a little mention about them. And I hope to have August here when uh, uh, August Weber. Uh, he's part of the uh, wrecking group here and there and uh, he runs funds track days so he'll uh, come in next month or so and tell us what about what's going on next year Alrighty, so um boy let's take another break until let's say 6 30 because we're getting our stuff together and uh go from there all right well cheers cheers Oh. 
that's the way you do it. You play the guitar on the MTV. That ain't working. That's the way you do it. Money for nothing and your chicks for free. Now that ain't working. That's the way you do it. Let me tell you.
mama make her fuzzy poodle do? Oh, Give me oh, your dirty love. The way your mama make that nasty poodle chew. Oh, I'll ignore your cheap aroma and your little bone beef diploma. I'll just put you in a coma with some dirty love. Some dirty love. That dirty love. That dirty dog. The poodle bites. Come on, French. The poodle chews this nappy. The poodle bites. Come on, French. The poodle chews this nappy. The poodle bites. Come on, French. The poodle chews this nappy. The poodle bites. Come on, French. The poodle chews another speck of cereal. The poodle bites. Come on, French. The poodle chews nothing but the best for my dog. Come on, French. Oh, yeah. That's dedicated to Robbie Motor Tire Guy. Uh, thank you, Milk Crate Brian, for throwing that on. And, uh, boy, you know, uh, interesting show tonight. Uh, we've been off the air for a couple of weeks uh, here at Racers Alley and Meetany Radio. Thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, we've had a couple of tough weeks, i got to say, you know, around our, our whole wrecking crew here and uh, in general in San Francisco. We lost a couple of, uh, you know, members of the community, so to speak. And, uh, you know, motorcycle community is small enough as it is. And when you lose someone, you definitely feel it. So, anyhow. Uh, boy, tonight we have Milk Ray Brian spinning uh, special tunes for Robbie Moto Tire Guy who passed away two weeks ago. And um, boy, he loved Frank Zappa and other other tunes. So uh, we're, we're spinning those tonight. Uh, Milk Ray Brian is. And, uh, you know, uh, tonight we have uh, Wade Boyd back, uh, Subculture Racing. And uh, holy moly, he's been in the hospital for two weeks as well. So it's been kind of tough all the way around the world. And uh, we have uh, Mr. Dima here. Uh, haven't seen him in a while. And a uh, part of our wrecking crew. And giving thanks to Robbie. And, uh, we have a, well, actually, uh, Mr. Keen here. Uh, he's an AMA tuner and a regular motorcycle, motorcycle community uh, uh, guy here in uh, San Francisco as well. So, uh, you are, you are. Say hey, guys. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Zoom. Yeah, zoom, zoom. Dimitri, say hi. What's up, everybody? All right, so I got your mic on proper. Your Thank S4. you. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, boy, Wade, you know, uh, you just gave us a real big scare the other day, and uh, I heard all of a sudden... Uh, well, let's start with the first great, great, great news is um, Christine Blunk, which is a weight sidecar uh, passenger, also an international racer and a badass in general, an Alaman TT, raced in Australia and raced here, and got medals everywhere. And uh, she just opened her own restaurant called Berliner Berliner. Right, Wade? Yep, sure did. Best sausages in town. Yeah. So where are they at? They're Lower Hate? Lower Hate. Uh, it's 545 lower hate yeah just go to lower hate you'll see it more and steiner on hate street (laughs) yeah a good way to put it yeah yeah use your nose next to tornado next to tornado across from uh you know mad dog and you got the molotovs uh one of our sponsors here uh yeah uh there's a whole bunch of places here uh as far as uh, libations uh and of course uh berliner berliner is now open which is awesome i don't have a copy of the menu yet but uh she's gonna have a little bit different uh, menu than the uh, place that was there before uh she's gonna have her own cooking uh, she's right, Wade. She's native Berlin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, yeah. She was born in Berlin. Um, sort of ran away from home 20, 30 years ago, whatever. <laughs> come to uh, America and ended up in San Francisco. And I found her here. What can I say? Exactly. I remember when you found her. How'd you first meet? Um, actually, at a party, a Halloween party. 
she was a roller skating nun and I guess I was the hippie. I got went over to say hi and she said wah, wah, wah. Awesome. The answer to the question was yes and I had actually just come back from Germany and every time they say yes they say yeah 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 yes yeah yeah that and so I said yeah yeah but it turns out Rory and his buddy been making German jokes from Hans and Franz and all this stuff all day long and really pissed and raw. Oh yeah. And she goes is the hippie making fun of me, too? <laughs> we were all much younger back then. Take yeah. your foot out of your mouth and go back to the bar. <laughs> that was our first meeting. Nice. Uh, and then I got her invited to Laguna Seca as a umbrella girl and stuff. And then she saw me in my leathers, my candy cane leathers. And I wasn't just a dumb hippie anymore. I remember she said that. When she, then I saw him as a, in his leathers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember talking about that. That's awesome. You know, anyone, everyone looks good in leathers, fellas. Uh, it's like uh, girls, boys, especially uh, race leathers. The stuff yeah. over on Castro Street, I kind of look funny in, but that's a whole different story. You know, that's, that's a I'll different day. Yeah. <laughs> But anyhow, uh, yeah, uh, Berliner Berliner is now open. I believe it's from 11 to 10 uh, weekdays, something like that. Yeah. Uh, then. Uh, weekend's a little longer, I think, but yeah, that's basically it. Nice. And uh, I hear they're going to have the uh, hamburgers again. I mean, uh, back in the day, there wasn't like hamburger every Tuesday for places. And uh, now I remember back uh, where she worked before, they started that on Tuesdays, and I think she was there to implement it, and it turned into a big deal. Yeah. So uh, now uh, everyone seems to have a uh, hamburger Tuesday, and uh, I'm glad to hear they're still going to have that because they pretty much sell out. Yeah, they sell out by the time I get they, home from they work. They make like a, get 150 of them or so, so it's a limited edition. They start at noon or so. I'm lucky to get one. It's a true eight well, ounce burger. I weigh those things myself. Well, and then she put everything on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we used to remember we got them because we were subculture, and I remember, you know, it's like everyone would be like, they'd sell out. You know, they started with 20 and then 50 and whatever. Now it's just they sold out. They'd have a line out the door before noon, literally waiting, you know. And uh, we'd go in there. It's like, yeah, we're sold out. And I, I wouldn't be with you or, you know, a different time schedule. And I'd walk in and it's like, Alex, you want your burger? Yeah. And the line would say, it must be nice to be king. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was, you know, yeah. nice to know someone when you're out of stuff. But, yeah, uh, yeah go visit Berliner Berliner. Uh, she's now open and she's part of subculture racing. If you're a motorcyclist, you'd love to see a picture of her on the sidecar with Wade. And also, boy, she can tell you tales as well. And uh, yep. uh, they got all types of sausages and, and uh, I guess a couple of dogs as well and uh, serving other types of food on the side uh, which she's making herself which is very very good because you're not going to get that anywhere else. Is that important. top secret or do we know some of the new menu items to uh, people to be excited about? She's still creating it. She's still okay. too, too new to really... You know, she wants to do a schnitzel thing, so all the schnitzel people are going, oh. Yeah, but, I bet. So she's um, an excellent cook. It's a, they're just opening up, so the walls need to be painted. I mean, it's yeah. it was a soft opening, and yeah, it takes a, a while to get everything yeah. so proper. She's got to give all her tools and everything going. She's got a million things to do. She's got she is, is cooking, but she's got to learn how to make it a business and legal and do all that stuff and hand out paychecks and stuff to everybody. And so I told my boss the other day, yeah, she's learned 
learning how to do your job and she's cooking yeah 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 exactly that's um, in San Francisco as anyone any business owner knows which I don't but I've, I've, I've worked for a lot of uh, independent businesses this place is kind of a little little bit of a tough way to get around to own a small business they yeah, have a lot yeah. of hoops it really and is so she's got to get her between. main thing down which is the sausages and then she can start grabbing gears and start adding in the real special exactly try this i can have a special anytime i want she usually does once a month but <laughs> wow anytime she says i got it i got a thing i want to do just do it and then put, puts it out there especially if she makes a schnitzel they'll, they'll be sold out before yeah. you know yeah in a day she yeah, plans to do awesome. the same thing with, with you know she's got i got like three or four of them lined up we'll I love this, her one, potato we'll salad. this one yeah exactly that's great you know so it's a rotating special yeah. say what john you're making me hungry <laughs> all right <laughs> right on right on yeah so um congratulations to christine that's a really big deal especially for us here i mean we're local racers and you know racers are never rich you know we're always struggling and uh you know hometown uh, you know girl it's a home run especially after working for a similar place for boy near 20 years yep. now she's able to own her own place and it's well deserved and everyone around the neighborhood is really really happy about that and supporting her because uh, lower hate you know they have their own neighborhood and associations and it's a small family down there and, and no and everyone's totally totally happy and yeah. it's just going to spread the word and, and be, be a lot cooler you know so that's really really cool you got a hip berliner berliner guys and uh late girls and everyone else in between um yeah uh, hopefully, uh, next few weeks, uh, might get a different uh, schnitzel or something, but they'll go from there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyhow, Wade, uh, boy, yeah, you had a little bit of a scare for a little bit of a while. You scared the hell out of us. And yeah, interestingly enough, there's a thing he called an appendix in most humans, and uh, apparently it can go at any time. And uh, yeah. you had a little bit of scare with that. Yeah, I blew a gasket Tuesday, basically, just and then got got busted um, after the opening and stuff. And it's like you really need to go to the hospital. You really, really have a problem. <laughs> yeah, so, this yeah. all was going on at the same time of opening. Yeah, like, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, we had a whole everything was going on, and a few things definitely didn't didn't go on properly. And uh, yeah, that was one of them. But uh, it was great to have you out of the hospital. But boy, oh boy, you know you don't really want to stay there. And uh, yeah, I'm yep. glad you're getting better. Um, yeah, I got really good care, but it is a scary pa place for many reasons. And, um, you know, yeah, we've Especially all, motorcycles. most of us have visited there for a reason. And, but you go in healthy, anything can happen in there. So you really try not to fall down, wear all your gear, stay protected. And, and any oops can happen. It might happen in my sleep. I wasn't doing anything. What kind of gear did they give you in the hospital? <laughs> I, I got all kinds of nice, morphine. Nice yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll try some of that. Okay, I give up. I've been hurting long enough. And yeah, I spent five days in there with uh, liquid yeah. food. You were saying that no food by your mouth. Oh, that's so difficult. Uh, I really want a Viking sub. I hope it works. <laughs> wow. Yeah. My place closed. I had to go find another one. I still haven't got my Viking sub yet. Oh, no, really? Yeah. A Viking over there? No kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was interesting. That was your first choice. I'd like a medium rare steak and baked potato myself, but you were just like, I'm so hungry. I want a Viking sub. Which is like teriyaki is their be the best thing they got going. Oh, I had those for years. Good to know, Wade. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah if you're wounded or whatever. You got, what's your favorite thing to eat? For a exactly. while, I was in a clam chowder. I, want, I really want a clam chowder. 
it's kind of a soup, <laughs> but you've got to make it right. You can get sick off of that, too. Well, yeah, anything, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. Well, I know you like uh, Queenie's back in the day, you know, when we were at the aisle, which is, I think they call those uh, things scallops here. Scallops. Yeah. Ba- baby scallops. Yeah. Well, those are done really right. good as well. Yeah, they're, they're great. <laughs> you don't know how to cook them, they're terrible. Yeah, the little, <laughs> yeah. The little go chewy. To, go to the right place. <laughs> exactly. Virginia, just learn how to cook them. Yeah. And uh, Dimitri, good to see you, mate. How are you? See you, buddy. Good. Good. Yeah. How you doing, man? Doing well. I mean, we're all getting through this. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, Motor Tire Guy was was one of us. And like you, I mean... Robbie helped me out when I had nothing. Uh, I was uh, they had we had a little bit of a recession back in uh, 2008 and 9. Uh, everything fell through the for, you know the bottom. I was a contractor, blah blah blah. But one thing I knew how to do was work on motorcycles. And uh, Robbie gave me space back then. Originally, he worked out of three garages, his own personal like uh, home garages. Before he finally got a proper shop again, his first shop was under Subterranean Cycles uh, a long time ago, under Super Tire Guy. And then after that, he got into his own realm and became Moto Tire Guy. Yeah. And then from there, he had three different shops, but they were all basically out of his, his garage type of area. And uh, he he had a he had kind of an original type of thinking as far as his business bottle. Uh, uh, he uh, partnered up with a certain uh, uh, retail establishment online, and they would send him tires, and he would mount them. So that way, he kind of like didn't have any overhead technically didn't do this technically didn't do that so he was able to have a business under uh, under the radar almost i mean he did certain things right i mean proper by the law but in uh, in other ways he didn't have to have a lot of these licenses because he didn't qualify under being certain things it was a very a very uh at at the time you know i thought it was kind of crazy and people were kind of pissed but no it was a very smart business uh, 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 plan and the way he did it and uh, you know he boy you know lasted well over 10 years yeah yeah it you was know. absolutely brilliant uh, because yep. you got a cheap bastard like me that wants to get the lowest price on a tire and I go into a tire shop and they say oh that tire's going to cost you 105 bucks you're like well I can get online for 60 so fuck you and everybody that had that attitude would end up going to Robbie because word got around on Bay Area Riders Forum yes that you uh, could Back of the day, yeah. Buy any tire you wanted, ship it to him. He did not care, and he would mount that for you for a flat fee. You just really couldn't beat that. I've been seeing the guy since he was working at Subterranean yep. and mm-hmm. out yep. of each garage, and yep. you know, eventually he started drinking with us, and I think that's how we became friends. Well, we all met him at different times in different ways. I mean, um, you know, when he when he split from Subterranean, uh, there was a certain factional divide, and I just believe that uh, it was kind of an unfair situation. And here he was, where all his best friends were now on the factional divide, and he's sitting here drinking with me, and I was like, yeah, you know, that's bullshit, dude. So I'm with you, and yeah, and uh, you know, we, we we became mates in a sense. You know, we never we were never friends beforehand, but you know, we, we became closer after that. And then from there, we just uh, bonded and grew. And, you know, you got to know Robbie. He has this, we all have our quirks. And sometimes you uh, just like to put a little gas in a fire for some reason. You know, just make things a little funny when everyone was uh, just messing with him. And so, yeah, he, he always had that funny sense of humor. Where it's like, well, let's just kick that hornet's nest <laughs> and see what the hell oh, comes yeah. out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyhow, his business model was great. And then he ended up 
up uh, after a few years over at Subterranean, uh, over at uh, where he's at over in the Bayview. And um, yeah, he earned his right to, and, and over the years. And uh, during that time when I had nothing, he allowed me to have a, a motorcycle repair business in the same uh, area that he had. And uh, boy, you know, I, I got to say, I must have done that for six years at least. And um it was money on the side. It helped me pay rent more than once. He never asked me for anything. It was 10%, Alex, which is fine, you know, but half the time he'd get me the business. He'd go, Alex, yeah, these people need brake pads and chain of sprockets. All right, I'll be right over, you know, and uh, when I first started, I'd do all that. I was like, oh, yeah, $100 an hour, and I'd do all three things, and, you know, Robbie'd slap me. It's just like, Alex, you just <laughs> $300 did $300 right worth of work for nothing. So he taught me how to price things per caliper. Uh, or price oil and filter and you know he taught me about uh, how to how to do everything properly and uh, make a livelihood out of that and um, you know that was very very nice and generous of him and uh, you know that's the type of guy Robbie was and I just want to say that you know I was touring Morimoto for quite a while because Robbie helped me out and uh, he'll definitely sorely be missed here in our city you know uh, yeah I don't, don't know right now there's no one there to fill that particular space yeah. yep. we're all in trouble yeah yeah are. <laughs> Tire's almost gone. Uh -oh. Yeah, I got four sets of new Robbie tires. Oh, the he's Rob done like everything for me recently. <laughs> he did the Ninja, he did the Goldwing, he did the KLR before it got stolen, um, and he did the SR500. So I've still got about twenty thousand miles of Robbie Moto Tire Guy tires to burn through. <laughs> nice, nice. You are. Right on, right on. And a lot more Frank Zappa to play. So we're going to take a little break. Be right back and uh, go on from here. Yeah, we're going to hear from one of Robbie's favorite guitarists, Robert Fripp. He was a big King Crimson guy. And uh, I don't have any of that, but I've got Teenage Wildlife, uh, a collaboration he did with David Bowie, which is just as good. <laughs> right on, Milk Crate. Thank you. 
mystery man came over and he said, I'm out of sight. He said, for a nominal service charge, I could reach Nirvana tonight. If I was ready, willing, and able to pay him his regular fee, he would drop all the rest of his pressing affairs and devote his attention to me. But I said,
<laughs> you are, you are. Welcome back to Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission, and uh, we're here at Meetney Radio. And thank you, Pam Tastic, uh, always here at Meetney Radio for helping us out and uh, having a great show here. And uh, that's really important, and uh, we'll talk about that in the future. Uh, tonight's basically a motorcycling show, and uh, I was just mentioning Wade. Uh, boy, uh, Armour's coming up, I think, in February, so we got we've got a few months over at Willow to go to Willow Springs and hopefully get a ride together. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah Armour's going to do just three races on the West Coast yeah. this year. Um, um, Laguna and a, uh, Willow Springs Big Track and Little Track, and that's it. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, basically, we'll be we'll be uh, buttoned up by April, I believe, uh, with Arma. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, you know, uh, the start of the regular AFM season, so it's nice to not have them cross over and, uh, you know, concentrate on one and then the other. And uh, they both have a certain particular, uh, how do you say, accolades. And as well as, uh, you know, where coming up, uh, hopefully I'll get into that as well next year. Uh, yeah, so racing season's coming upon, and uh, we'll get out there and do things. And uh, otherwise... Uh, Boy, uh, where are they right now? There's a bunch of badasses, badasses, badasses. They're over in Macau. Macau, is that how you say it, Macau? Yeah, Macau. Yeah, it's like, uh, you watch that on the face of a book uh, under Racer's Alley. I think Wade put a post. I mean, these guys, you, you look at, I think, uh, Hick, Hickman. Uh, yeah, Hickman's in the lead. Yeah. Then, uh, um, he won it three times. He's going to be hard to beat. Yeah, it's... Uh, He's on a BMW this time. They're all on, like, million-dollar bikes, and the top riders, and they're just super rockets. It, yeah, it's... You know, it's, it's, it's a, and the thing is, they make it look easy. I'm looking at it. It's like back in the old days when we had those, uh, you know, uh, uh, electrical, uh, you know, uh, little race cars and a little track you got for Christmas. These guys are like that. And if you watch the video, they're, they're going through. And the thing is, there's walls up, up each side, side. But they're, they're basically slot cars on a road course, left, right, sideways. So you don't have any line of sight. You might for a second, for a second, you know, but otherwise you kind of got to know where the fuck you're going. Totally you know, know it's, where it's, you're it's, going. It's, yeah, it's, it's really, really insane. And our friend Frenchie did it a couple of times, which is wonderful. Uh, R.I.P. Frenchie. But yeah, yeah he was out there. Mig. Yeah. Mig. Uh, I'm sorry. Big. Yes. Frenchie. Mig Frenchie over there. And um, yeah, he went out there and it, it's a big endeavor. I can't imagine it's cheap to get the hell of a bike out there as well. You know, let's yeah. go. What I didn't know is it's actually a, a sports car and motorcycle event. And, and, and they had this giant pileup. It's really tight. There's walls everywhere. There's no room for a mistake or a crash. Yeah. But, you know, I saw the cars. They actually, a couple years ago, they had a super pileup stopped crash like every one of the cars. Just like, totally stopped the race. Just what you would think. This, you know, like your slot cars all pile up in the corner. Same thing. And so, yeah, the motorcycles can't afford to fall down or miss a corner. Well, we've, we've lost a couple of boys. Uh, last year, I think we lost a man. But, um, yeah, it's uh, unlike a car. I mean, a bike don't have anything around you. you know, and it's really, you got you got to see it to believe it. So check it out on Racer's Alley. Wade, Wade, Wade Boyd's got one out there. And uh, it's a great, uh, you know, footage. Or you can, you can Google those boys. But it gives you a lot of respect for those guys out there running these, these 200 horsepower motorcycles at full speed. You know, or, yeah, damn near full speed. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's quite incredible. They're straightaways, I mean, yeah, you're, they're flat out. Yeah. And you, you see the discipline and how they do it. Uh, I, I don't know how they learn it. They must have a video game or something out there of it. But uh, 
some, somehow they know what the hell's coming up, you know, which is quite incredible. And uh, yeah, I, I'm just amazed. And, you know, given the chance, I'd love to do it. Uh, and I have high respect for those boys. It's just uh, unbelievable. It's uh, definitely, uh, you got to be on the upper echelon of the money scale to get the hell out there with a the, yep. the bike. Yep. And, uh, I was told it's an invitational. I never got the invite, never had a bike that would rate. On, on the bikes that they got. And the super, super bikes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's see. Uh, other race news. I think one of the big boys just retired. Uh, bu- 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 no, Lorenzo. Lorenzo. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we're going to do a little bit of looking into that and have a story for the next uh, episode uh, as far as what, what, what's going on. And uh, Lorenzo, give me a call. I know you're listening. 415-550-0511. We'll <laughs> answer. All the time in the world know. now. Come yeah, on. Give and, uh, us a call. Milk Crate's here. He can translate. So we're all, all right. cool. You know, and uh, yeah, no live podcast, uh, that type of thing. But uh, anyhow, yeah, yeah. And uh, well, holy moly, uh, AMA Tuner. Uh, We've got tonight here, and uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Alex? Doing well. Uh, getting through and, uh, you know, starting to prepare for next season. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's already November, and if the first race is in February, we're already late. So. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, yeah. So uh, going there and uh, otherwise uh, just getting by and uh, starting to get ready for the next AFM season. Um, and we were talking earlier about that. I mean, you've, you've dealt with a lot of, uh, you know, uh, AMA teams over Correct. the years. Correct. You know, yeah. and uh, tuned and, and, you know, uh, ran with them. For a lot of people. And I'm really excited about next year's Moto America season. You know, this season was really good in the Super Sport Series, uh, the 600 Series that I was involved in. Superbike was good, too, but honestly, I didn't watch a lot of the races because when I'm there, I'm concerned about my rider and my class. So I, I miss a lot of this, this stuff. But I will say that... I definitely watched all of the uh, Super Sport 600 race, and there was some really tight racing in the front between my guy, Hayden Gillum, uh, HSBK's guy, uh, PJ Jacobson, and, of course, Bobby Fong for M4, who I worked with before and I knew would be a fierce competitor, and he and he won the series, and it was well fought. There, there wasn't anyone that was in those top five positions that couldn't have been a contender at any time and that their team wasn't bringing their A game to the table like every time. The the racing was really tight. Nice. And it, it was until mid-season that there was not a new points leader every single weekend. So that's how quickly it was flipping between M4, HSBK, and the, the ridiculous team. And there was some good showing from uh, – uh, Escalante got on with Hudson's. He he won a race towards the end, but there was a little snafu and because of a crash and a red flag and and whatever. But he he really proved that that he could run in the front. You know, he could kind of, he had been just outside of the podium the whole season, and then when the window opened up, he went right for it. You know, because yeah. of technicality, he didn't win the race, but in my mind. He, he won the race and proved that he can be a front runner too. He can do it. Yeah. Yes. So racing, uh, you know, I mean, you can have everything together. A lot of it, you know, is being 100% prepared, but you got to have a lot of luck as well because anything can happen. And you uh, do. that's and, what racing is, and, you know. And, and talent. And ta- talent is 
well. And you know, there is a lot. Of, there are a lot of talented racers out there in the world that uh, just don't get that shot. You know, I mean, we try and try and try, and you know, when you get out there, you you, you should feel very blessed. And you can see that happen when you know uh, chips get down. They they go to a number eleven and they just pull it out and they Absolutely. just go trap rap rap last turn. They're just slipping and sliding, doing their job. Yeah, and and, uh, and, and there was a lot of bar banging this season. Like if you. I, I think that I heard that Moto America had put all the races up on uh, YouTube. That may not actually be the case, but you can go to the Moto America website and and watch all the races. The 600 class was definitely a lot of bar banging. It was definitely more flat track or motocross than I'm used to seeing. Or World Superbike. <laughs> yeah, yeah those boys are definitely out there and i see world superbike i see a little bit different than moto gp where they're actually out there I, I, you know they're just always like you mentioned with those boys they're they're always switching back and forth i mean it's just a dog eat dog out there and yeah uh, but there was a little more contact in our series yeah it, it was a little more motocrossy neat yeah, yeah so it was it's good. like uh as far as those boys out there i mean nowadays they're running a general and new 600 cc motorcycles and uh they get a Superbike A kit, or is that each team, whatever money they have is what they can throw in it? Is there, are well, there for limited Supersport, you're, you can only pretty much do some cam timing, okay. mapping, thin gasket. Uh, it's a pretty stock build, so I to like speak. That. It's, it's mostly, you can buy that bike. I, just recently, I was out in Oklahoma at the Houston Superbikes uh, compound, and they were going to do a test uh, with Brandon Pash, and I took at 7.30 in the morning a bone stock R6, uh, like right off the showroom floor, and at 1.30, uh, it was basically a race bike it needed a little wiring and some body work and some fitment stuff but a full rolling chassis new motor everything grease like i took a, a brand new bike took it completely apart and then put it all back together as a race bike that's why i want to take you when i go to the manx gp mr sean keen yeah well, we, we <laughs> you went know, to test it did. the next day yeah. and uh brandon pash who wrote it was really competitive his numbers on a track he'd never been to showed that he had a talent and that the bike was was there so it so it so everyone that's listening if you have all the parts, it only takes about 20, 22 hours to build a completely competitive <laughs> race bike for and it, the Motor America circuit, as long as your talent is there. Well, as long as Mr. Keene is there, because while, while he's saying this, I mean, you have no idea how hard it is to do this. I mean, RER. And I think you might have even had pictures during Racers Alley on one of your, one of, one of your pictures, but yeah, you had, you had stills of how this bike would like look I like did. a bike, and then RER, RER. And it was quite incredible. Well, and that's it's, the whole social media thing about promoting the sport right like i need to let everyone know that it even though it's the off season that there's still racing and testing and drive going on you know it's like that opening scene in faster where they talk about how at the at the very end of the season the next day they start testing for the yes. new season mm -hmm. right that, that that's how driven you are oh today's the end well tomorrow's the beginning yeah that's, that's yeah it's a, a lifelong uh, endeavor to just be the fastest and yeah. uh, get your shit together and uh we'll just be know. prepared yeah Being but no matter how prepared you can be racing allows you to have that one just 
monkey fuck, and then you're not prepared because anything can happen racing. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it is. It's just like, uh, yeah, I've been there. You know, uh, you can buy the best bike in the world, and it won't last every lap. You know, and, well, that's because uh, you you need crew and support and sponsors and the the whole package. Just because you have a great bike doesn't mean you're going to win. There's a lot of other truly. You know, it's, exactly. It, it, it's, it's like a, a hand of, of poker. You need all of it. <laughs> exactly, uh, a team. Yes. Uh, without a team, uh, it's a team effort uh, to get anywhere. You know. I mean, I'm glad you you had such success this last year, and uh, hopefully you find a, another ride this year. You know, we were just mentioning earlier how hard it is. Uh, Wade's been there, I've been there. I mean, one year you'll have full support, you're already on, you're ready to get on a podium and win, and the next year, I mean, the bottom falls out. And uh, a lot of times it, it comes to organizations from the racing changing their rules or changing the programs. And just I mean, the trends in the industry in general. You trends, know, the, yeah. the, the, the industry has been in the slump for almost a decade now, so racing is one of those things it kind of takes a hit because of that and it's unfortunate because i think that's where you find a lot of the true passion and the true enthusiasm of the people that are involved in supporting the industry are owners riders tuners mechanics whether it's dirt bikes or cruisers or drag racers or whatever industry it is you're whole. in yes the industry as a whole yes yeah and that's true i mean um i i though the last couple of shows we've had um We've mentioned the, the fact that um, our generation has kids now. And those kids, whether it be a motocrosser or a little YSR 50, all my friends with kids right now, they're racing. They're, they're putting them on bikes if they want to, obviously. But those kids grew up on a bike when they sat there going, rum, rum. Sorry, it's in their blood before they even knew it. But uh, I see a lot of my friends now going out there with their, their, their kids and uh, being very, very successful. That's a wonderful thing to hear. Well, um, unlike our times, there's a lot more opportunity, I believe. Nowadays, they do have the Stockton racetracks for the little kids. They do have, you know, uh, we got firstrides.org with a, you there's know. There's the uh, uh, Sonoma Raceway kart track up there, too. They do yeah. a lot of supermoto racers yeah. up there. And, yeah. uh, of course, motocross. So, I think... Um, the generation of children right now don't have the Briggs and Stratton. They can have whatever the hell they want, and they can also be on a road course. Like a nice ovale. Have you seen those things? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's it's like a full-on uh, sport bike with, a, I think it's a 160, might be 150 or 180 uh, little two-valve or four-stroke in it. Super reliable, but big triple clamps and frame and like really nice suspension to handle yeah like you can ride on racer. if you looked at one in person you would be like this looks like a really proper sport bike and so it's great to train on at those cart tracks and the cart stuff is really inexpensive compared to a normal track day yeah like, one yeah. of our boys uh uh he's been uh, uh one of our guests here is a, a racer afm uh, matt and uh yeah he comes by and changes the little tires on this little bike and he goes out to stockton yes the stockton cart track yeah, yeah they do he's a bunch out of there stuff on all, uh, mini on moto the stuff yeah. yeah he's running those out there when he's not racing afm because like you said, you it's know, very cheap. Yeah, it's wrap up up, but you're still racing, and your brain's still doing the same shit. Just as a little, you know, a little lower speed. But I'm sure you, like Wade would say, the smiles are the same. Exactly. You, know? <laughs> you are. You're having so, a good time. Exactly. So anyhow, uh, we're gonna take a small break here and uh, figure out what's going on, and uh, go from there. Milk Ray Brian has got some tunes going on. What do we got? Uh, we're gonna do a little Pink Floyd. Have a cigar here. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna smoke some. We are.
Welcome back here at uh, Racer's Alley here at Meeting Radio in the heart of the mission. And uh, boy, oh boy, we're going to have Hall & Oates on here soon. And uh, we're going to get a big old spotlight on them. That's going to be fucking awesome. But uh, they're going to sing Private Eyes. But uh, between that, uh, welcome back, boys. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Robbie's show, uh, it's a great show going on. And uh, this is... Uh, we miss Robbie, and uh, Robbie Motokai guy passed, if you haven't uh, heard earlier today on the show. And, uh, yeah, he left us a couple of weeks ago. He's a really, really big person in the community here. Uh, motorcycle communities are very tight, and there's not a lot of us to begin with. And, uh, you know, there come times when we always go uh, for various reasons. So, um, yeah, Robbie left us. Uh, we had a you know, very nice memorial. And uh, Milk Crate Brian here set up a GoFundMe, and this was incredible uh, for his woman. Uh, his, 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 uh, uh, boy, uh, Jenny, his, I guess, would be almost his wife. And, uh, uh, boy, they've been going out eight years at yeah. least. Yeah, uh, girlfriend, wife. Anyhow, uh, Jenny and the boy. And, um, yeah, you set up a wonderful GoFundMe, and uh, that was great. And thank you very much for that. And, and that's going to be open until this Sunday. 
Um, so if there's any listeners out there that, you know, knew about Robbie and are wondering if they can do something to help, real easy thing to do is just go on GoFundMe and search Robbie Moto Tire Guy. I believe the URL is GoFundMe.com slash Robbie Moto Tire Guy Memorial. Um, if you search that, you'll be able to find his picture, and we're going to leave that open till Sunday, and then we're cutting Jenny a big old check. And that's um, awesome. Uh, thank nice. you. Well, great. Thank that, you for that's really, really nice. At I mean, uh, Over 100 people showed up. Well, to pay I mean, their respects. Uh, he was one of us and uh, part of the wrecking crew and part of a part of uh, all of us here in the San Francisco. But a tire guy uh, went back a long way, and uh, you know, uh, he. Uh, ran across a lot of folks and uh boy if you ever went into his shop with a ball tire a loose and out of shape chain or like no brake pads god help you he'd exactly let you know hey who trying this you come over here look at this and uh yeah he had his own way of running a shop and uh you know master sergeant wise if you if you're a little out of sorts some of my friends wouldn't go see him because they didn't like that he'd point out all the shit that was wrong with their bikes and i'd tell him i'm like look robbie cares about you he doesn't want you to die and then have your family trying to sue him for the tires when it's your brakes that were the fault so you know he's always going to give you an earful and you better be tough and take it better keep your bike in good shape and then you don't have a problem exactly he just pointed out he had no uh no issues with just telling it like it was which is awesome and uh boy he must have done thousands of tires i can't imagine over the years i mean how many he's done Twenty thousand. when i met him for the first time i took him a tire when he was back at Subterranean in probably 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, down, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, actually, he was upstairs. Yeah, exactly. It was upstairs at that point. Yes, yeah, I remember the, in the back. Post or Polk down there. Yeah, yeah. 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 We used to have a lot of uh, fun times back there with uh, Patrick and the, the, the day's subterranean cycles. They actually moved from under uh, Workstot. Yes. Where it started, and then they moved over to Geary and Bob's your uncle from there. And uh, yep. Yeah, so that's where, uh, yeah, uh, actually Robbie started. And uh, from there, he moved on to a few different shops. And each time, you know, um, he... Uh, had to uproot and move and each time everyone because of him they followed him he always had yes. a, a following and um that that's what was the reason that was another reason he was able to go from garage to garage until he finally in this last place which was the you know he finally earned a, a wonderful spot you know but he was underground and he was you know in garages and you know yeah always in spaces but you know all his customers loved him for what he was doing and accomplishing that they didn't judge the fact of where he was doing business absolutely he, know, he offered uh, a great service and and people knew that and and it was one of those reasons that he was able to move from all those different spots and his clientele just followed him. exactly and that's quite amazing because uh you know his business model was very unique yes and, very unique. Um, it was out of the love of his clients. Yeah, they really followed him, and uh, he did that for years. It's quite amazing because he, you know, he didn't really get a, a proper brick and mortar till his last place over here in the Bayview, and uh, still, you know, no one cared. They just like, hey man, yeah, glad to find you again. Jeez, yep. you know that type of thing, which was really really awesome. So, uh, cheers, Robbie. Uh, you know, R E R, and uh, yeah, man, you'll uh, definitely be missed here on Racers Alley. And uh, yeah, we'll have to actually get some uh, somehow to get some sound mixed 
texture and get some guys to get your voice together and we'll just make a bunch of funny jokes out of your voice. Yeah, <laughs> funny. Yeah, Robbie. yeah. <laughs> get the big Robbie going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, that's one at you, dude. Yeah. So anyways, uh, anyone uh, want to give a shout out? We're going to end the show early tonight. We've got a new show coming on. So we'll just uh, skip that out early and clean up our shit. And uh, anyone want to say uh, hello, goodbye, happy holidays. We'll be here next Thursday as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> All right. Let's get Hall and Oates right. on right now. Uh, wait, where are they? They didn't show up. They must have run out the door. You know, private eyes. All right. If we've got a couple more minutes, I got one more song for Robbie. I know it's his favorite Zappa tune. Uh, awesome. And we can't go out without playing it. Cheers. Right. Thank you, Milkrate. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Alex. Hey, I got the milk crate back now that I got the ninja. I'm back to my true roots.
Right on, right on. Hey, uh, again, uh, thank you for uh, listening to Racers Alley here at Meany Radio, you know, Heart of the Mission. We always love being here, and it's been a while since we've been here. And, yeah, it's been a somber couple of weeks, and we're all trying to get back together. And I want to say another, uh, boy, my condolences, and uh, sorry for Susan. She just passed away today, a friend of Richard's, old friend Maureen Richards of ours. And uh, they're together now. And uh, just want to say, uh, sorry, Richard Vandermeeten, uh, my condolences as well. But, uh, yeah, we knew Susan, and uh, last time I saw her was a bender so yar yar she's with him so yeah uh you know godspeed on that one as well as uh boy you know uh thank you again for uh having us here at Beanie Radio and uh birthdays let's see here uh World War II. My dad, uh, just uh, Veterans Day, he was here, and uh, he's 96 years old, so that was nice to see, have his hat going to places and having people have a nice, uh, you know, wave towards him. And uh, my grandma just turned 99 on Monday, so that's pretty fucking bitching. Yar, right? So, uh, yeah, to Mamita, happy birthday, 1999. Uh, Mr. 99, Mrs. 99. All right, I'm rambling now. Anyways, uh, we're leaving. Uh, Mutiny Radio is going to have a show that's a new one coming on. And uh, enjoy the show. Cheers. Points has been this issue of whether GM will bring back some jobs from Mexico to the U.S. Could you talk a little more about uh, the impact of the GM production in Mexico? Because we often hear President Trump talking about how Mexico and China are stealing our jobs, but it's really the multinational U.S. companies that are making decisions to go into places like China uh, and Mexico uh, for greater profits. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's cheaper labor. I mean, that's, 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 that's the bottom line here. Uh, an auto worker in Mexico makes just under $3 an hour, um, and they're not unionized. Uh, they're not allowed to, basically, by its government control unions, and it's—they uh, really don't have a say in anything. Um, the biggest issue is, you know, I've had people say to me, why, you know, well, they're, they're working for a lot cheaper, and I, my argument always is, are the vehicles any cheaper that are coming from Mexico? They're not. It's just the profits are going up to the top. Uh, the, they're not working with their employees, uh, obviously. If you look at Ford, Ford has an actually a, a pretty good relationship with the UAW. Um, in fact, the CEO came out a few years ago and said if it wasn't for the UAW, Ford would have been bankrupt. They sacrificed and saved us in our darkest hour. Uh, we did the same for General Motors, but obviously uh, they don't seem to understand that or they just don't seem to think that that's uh, they have to work with their employees anymore. And, and, and it's very upsetting. Um, these jobs were saved to keep them in this country, and now we're moving them out. Uh, the last uh, study that was done, uh, Chrysler has a 92 percent utilization in this country of their facilities. Um, Ford had 82, and General Motors was right about 70, and I've heard that's actually gone down even more now in this last year. Um, so you look at the plants that are closing, Lordstown, Ohio, Detroit Hamtramck. We have a couple transmission plants, uh, one in Baltimore and a few other in, uh, in Michigan. And these people are out of work. Or they have to, if they have enough seniority, they have to transfer. Um, and that's—people don't realize what it does to families. Um, I'm one of those people that worked in an assembly plant. I worked at Janesville Assembly in Janesville, Wisconsin, and that plant closed down at the end of 2008. 
Um, I had to move to where I am now, Hudson, Hudson, which I was lucky because I'm not too far from home, uh, a little over four hours. But I had to leave my wife and kids down there for almost six years because we couldn't sell our house because the whole economy in that area just, just went under. Um, it causes a lot of damage to families, a lot of divorces, uh, fathers and mothers not seeing their kids. Um, and they don't seem to understand that or they don't really seem to care. Um, it, like you said on Saturday, it sounded like we were going to uh, have a tentative agreement. It, it sounded really good, and then it went south overnight. Um, so we're waiting. I guess GM came out with a secret proposal last night to the UAW. Uh, we do not know what the contents of that is yet. Um, we're going to wait and see what our leadership says, and uh, hopefully we're making progress forward again instead of taking two steps back like we did this weekend. So Let me ask you, in terms of the uh, of the, uh, the leverage that the United Auto Workers have, given the corporate America's uh, 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 move to go to just-in-time production, uh, when do you figure will be the time when General— Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Chromatic Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to my or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live. 